Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good day, possums, to the regulars, and welcome back. And to the new listeners, welcome to the Passel, baby. For those of you that don't know, a Passel is a group or a family of possums, and that's what we are here at Semi-Pro Fantasy. So sit back and relax as we dive through our early 2022 draft rankings and some camp news wildly this time of year. Maybe while you're listening, you can log on to Underdog Fantasy, use our promo code, and they will price match your first deposit up to $100. You can do one, two, maybe three drafts while you listen to this episode. These leagues can win you some money, and we are here to help get that money in your pocket. Our merch is up at Semi Pro Fantasy on Etsy. So buy yourself and your loved ones some swag. We all know your lady in your life needs a comfy shirt to sleep in, and here's your chance. We're giving it to you. So make her day, make our day. Go ahead and buy us one of those shirts. As usual, I'm with my dudes, Josh. Follow him at Josh Hall. Billy, follow him at Ombre Vendor. And myself, follow me at OP Joe with two E's. And get on YouTube at the IDP Army and hit that subscribe button. This helps fuel our business with that cold, sweet, hard cash that everyone is talking about. So, guys, how are you today? Well, as Billy would say, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm glad you 100% shirt. shirt. Yeah. It looks yeah. great, too. Very soft. I, I like it a lot. It's a great um, material. The shirts are phenomenal. Even if you well, don't like the actual design, the shirt's still comfortable. Yeah, it's a great shirt. Uh, ladies out there, if you sleep in t-shirts, this is the perfect uh, style for that because it's very, very soft. Nicely and the, the gentlemen yeah. out there, they're fucking awesome. Get yourself a possum shirt. I was yeah, who would one shirt with a possum concert. Yeah, I actually jokingly told Kristen about it. And I was like, someone's going to think this is a mouse rat t-shirt. And then I randomly ran into a guy wearing a mouse rat t-shirt. And I was like, Kristen, look. And she goes, well, oh, there it is. I, I could see that. <laughs> She didn't really watch Parks and Rec, so I had to give her a little backstory. How does she now watch Parks and Rec? That is arguably the best show ever made. She's not really a TV show sitcom kind of woman, but we'll get get sidetracked anyway. But it it is very similar to a Mouse Rat t-shirt, but I didn't think about that till after I made it, so it's fine. (laughs) It is not a Mouse Rat t-shirt because it doesn't say Mouse Rat on it. No, it's going to say Mouse Rash. Mouse, you, mouth you rash. Mouse, mouth, mouth, mouth rash. rash. Nobody wants yeah. a mouth rash t-shirt. You want a possum shirt. Pass the possum. Well, speaking of mouth rash, let's get into camp news. So our very first camp news of the year has to do with Mr. Trey Lance's finger, of all things. Uh, his finger is in its best health in Trey Lance's entire life. Guys, I mean, I didn't know finger health had that kind of varying degrees. What did, uh, What do we think about that? Hey, finger health is very important to, uh, you know, a nice young adult. So happy his finger is healthy. And it's some really good reports we're getting out of uh, Camp News right now. Really loving all of them. Someone so-and-so has a hamstring injury uh, in late May, and that's really going to affect their season. So 
Uh, if it's Rashad Penny, he might as well be out for the rest of the year. I mean, just, we all know how this goes. <laughs> That's fair, but I'm sorry, but like if, at this point, injury news, unless it's an ACL tear or something terrible like that, I'm not really worried about someone having tightness in their hamstring the first time they go out there because, yeah, they probably haven't practiced all that much in the offseason. So. Yeah, so, I am so there, if it's Rashad Penny. So there was an interesting injury update. We got um, Deion Jones of the Atlanta Falcons, who's a linebacker. It's for the IDP people out there. He's going to be off this entire offseason. He got a soldier shoulder surgery. So honestly, it kind of seems like he might not be back with the team is kind of the word that I've been getting. Again, camp news, maybe in true, maybe not. Um, so definitely if you have Michael Walker, I think it's Michael, Michael, I don't know uh, how to say his name, but Michael Walker would be the guy to pick up if you're going to pick up a linebacker there. Um, Troy Anderson. Or Troy Anderson. That's the other option. Maybe they're going to thrust him straight in there. So that might actually be, you know, some actual news. I mean, he definitely is going to be out for the entire offseason programming, but he should be ready for the regular season. But, you know, that's it's a little bit of camp news, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, Joe, going back, I just looked up the injury report, and I'm not 100% sure if this was the news I saw, but Rashad Penny does have a hamstring thing right now. Yeah. In fact. No, so. I know. Right. Oh, okay. You did know that. I thought yeah, you were no, just, Kenneth I Walker just... through the moon, baby, through the roof. First round prospect. Get him right now on your draft. He's going to the moon. Honestly, uh, before we get into this, I don't even know if we've really said that. what we're going to talk about yet, but once we're going to talk about a little bit of rankings here, and we're pretty excited about it. But mm-hmm. once we, before we talk about that, like building out these rankings was extremely tough. Uh, the middle range is so wide open, um, and there's a lot of depth there. And then not to mention <clears> people like Kenneth Walker have that, uh, kind of seventh, eighth round ability. Like you don't really know. I'm sure they'll creep up a little bit once the season starts getting going. Some some hype gets up, especially some camp news with Rashad Penny's hamstring injury lasting longer. Uh, but honestly, I, I found them personally really difficult to place a lot of these mid like 70 to 110. Like it was really hard to like figure out like especially backup running backs because I mean they're, they're so valuable in this game. And there's a lot of running backs, a lot of wide receivers that like could be higher and it's just really hard to be like i need to put him higher yeah no that's completely right oh can i get into my little bit of detective work i did earlier um last week i guess it is now yeah. it's been a while yeah, um credit to so the people. uh yeah so if you follow me on twitter you may have seen this it's completely out there do not take this as a word that's actually the truth it's no, just you should. a couple you of things. Take it as the word that is okay. Well, we He's should basically probably, Adam Schefter. If we should probably honest. play yeah. the X Files intro thing for this part. But um, so I follow Baker Mayfield's wife, Emily Mayfield, on Instagram. Sorry, I had to at least get a little bit in there. Okay, I appreciate you putting that in there for me. Um, but I follow his wife, Emily Mayfield, on Instagram. I noticed that she said that they were uh, taking a spontaneous trip. Um, and so they're at a brewery in the picture and I zoomed in on the back of one of the chairs at this brewery and it says Snowtown brewery. And so I was like, Hmm, I wonder where that is just out of curiosity. So I just Googled it up. Turns out it's like five to 10 minutes away from Seattle, Washington. Now, were they just taking a random trip to the Pacific Northwest? I don't know. Maybe they're looking for Bigfoot or maybe they're hunting for a house. Who's to say? But they were definitely up there in that area. I find that very interesting, especially since that is rumored to be one of the places Baker Mayfield might be traded. I thought maybe that's something, just something. Maybe he's, you know, doing some meetings or something. I don't know. Just that is incredible detective work, man. It really is. Um, I just want to, we got to, 
We need to get a glass yes. crack in that, here. I wouldn't have even noticed the chair. I mean, the chair, how'd you even see that? I don't well, look to be honest, I just saw the name and I was like, hmm, I wonder what brewery they go to. Like, you know, because I might have looked just because of I like breweries. And exactly. Like, oh, that that's that's, that's like exactly cool why that's originally what my idea was. But then I was like, dude, what if they're somewhere like Carolina? What if it was in like right next to the Panthers facility or something? They're checking Phoenix, out a Arizona. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. All the Kyler Murray shit. I'd be like, on. "Whoa, that would be weird." Yeah, so what kind I was of just news is going on with Kyler Murray. I haven't even seen this one. Oh yeah, Kyler Murray is not gonna. They're they're probably gonna get a contract done, but he's not gonna play in any of the off season, or he's not gonna participate in any of the off season workouts while they get the contract sorted out. And it's just like every other player where it's this happens. Camp news right now. It literally literal camp news, like where it's probably not actually going to mean anything in the long run. Speaking but of the shop, going to be released. Baker Mayfield. I was just about happens. to say. Speaking of the shop, and speaking of camp news, there will be a camp news shirt up. So if you want that, it is a phenomenal uh, idea, and we've we've coined the the term camp news a long time ago, probably a year ago at this point. But uh, mm-hmm. so. Get yourself a camp new shirt. They'll be up uh, probably tomorrow. I don't know. It's up probably. to me. So. I feel like it was uh, Tim Tebow's addition to the Jaguars that made the camp, camp news. news. Yeah, that was the original. This is just camp. Oh, can news. we hear the Urban Meyer button one more time? Is that still oh, yeah. link? I think Why he's not? uh he's not a relative. No, we got it. We got it. Oh, it's so good. We're going to miss old Urban. Urban not really, but we're going to miss him for not getting to use that button. The um, news was great. Maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll get a little Urban Myers. Or I think it still counts because we'll probably be like, yeah, back when Urban Myers. Grabbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, I think we should do a weekly Urban Meyer just news. Just session. an update. See what, see, what see what he's up to. Yeah. Um, get on his yeah, socials would, and see what brewery he's at and everything. That would you know? be pretty fan. Well, it would definitely be the Pint House or whatever that he owns in uh Ohio for sure. That's he probably hangs out there all the time, just cutting it up with the bros. Um, also, I feel like we also need to bring back five on it, but maybe we'll do that after the division previews. Maybe we'll come up next week. By the way. Yeah, we got to get yeah. some better news going first. That yeah. is true. The news this week is just or this time of year is just sad. We're literally talking about Trey Lance's finger health for God's sake. So, whatever. Let, Let's transition out of camp news. We decided to rank our 150 fantasy football players um, best. It's actually technically like 165, but you know, it's so. technically 165. But literally, we each put together a list of 150, the top 150 players in fantasy that you are going to want to draft this upcoming season. Uh, this is just the first one. This is May. We have a ton of time to go. Like today, for example, we just found out that C.D. Lamb's locker moved right next to Dak Prescott's in the locker room. He, also, it, it was Amari Cooper, and now it's C.D. Lamb who's there. So that you know, hints. I know I know we're trying to segue out of camp news, but I saw a thing today, and C.D. Lamb grew half an inch over the off season, yeah, and gained, put on ten or fifteen pounds. Like, how is this man growing a half an inch at this point? The man is twenty four years old. Like, you are not growing anymore. It's all muscle, man. He was doing a lot of neck workouts. It just stretched the neck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stop stop slapping. You didn't didn't read about the neck workouts he was doing? No, I didn't. I should have. I guess I should have researched a little bit. Just primo right now. Okay. See, body part health, I feel like, you know, unless it's like a hamstring or an Achilles or legs in general. Yeah. Actually. PSA real quick, body part health is so important and it's something that's very overlooked in our society. We like to think about our whole body being healthy, 
But the individual okay. parts need love too. So, like my nose is at like an eighty-six percent today. Is that is that kind of what we're looking? Billy, at you there? have a phenomenal nose, man. I, I mean, I do you. too. You know, some days it's at a hundred, some days right. you know eighty-six. Sometimes you know when I'm really yeah. stuffy, it's like a forty-five. You know, yeah, you know, kind of moves around. Out, give it a little bit of sun, get some vitamin D, and you'll be right back to hundred <laughs> percent. I can so breathe really get well. Some, get some so. Vicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub some Vicks all over it. <laughs> yeah um okay anyway back to our rankings so we ranked 150 football players uh for fantasy football in this upcoming season we're gonna break down a couple of them that we were way different than our consensus rankings so josh put them all in crunched the numbers got us our 150 and some of these players we were way off from the other two on so we're gonna have to do you know you got some splaining to do that's basically what we're gonna do today when we talk about these players so to start off with, you know, let's just give Josh the floor. We need to get one of his players out now so we can, you know, get his rambling out of the way. So, Josh, how about you kick us off? All right. Uh, and so, basically, you see rankings on here. We're not going to give you each individual ranking because that would, one, take forever, and two, be boring as hell. Right. So we'll, we'll, do go over, we'll, we'll go over the top ten maybe at the end. Yeah, and us. we'll also release these rankings as well. You can absolutely see these. We're not, these are not a secret. We're not, we're not ashamed of these. Honestly, I think they turned out really well. I, I think we always really level each other out a lot. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know who should I start with. You know, let's, right. start, let's start. I, at the, I, no, no, I got this. I got this. Start at the top. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I have ranked him fifteen higher than Billy and twenty higher. So than So he was Joe. forty-one consensus. You ranked him thirty. Uh, he's forty. Explain yourself. Forty-three. Okay. Whatever. Just okay. Explain. So, Talk. so this is my thing. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the at least number two quarterback until proven otherwise. So being Patrick Mahomes and playing with a lot of shoddy wide receivers other than Tyreek Hill, completely understandable. Tyreek Hill leaves, but Tyreek Hill isn't what made Patrick Mahomes great. Patrick Mahomes is great. So I'm not ready to sell out the ship on Patrick Mahomes. He still has Juju there who has had a couple down years, but he's still talented and young. He's got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's like always had the opportunity but never been there. And maybe Patrick Mahomes unlocks him. They get Sky Moore. They still got uh, McCole Hardman, I think. I don't, I don't know if he's still irrelevant. Kelsey's still there. They probably are going to kind of introduce a better running game, more of a dynamic, what they should do anyway, because Patrick Mahomes' health is dy- dynamic to their future. So in my opinion, he is QB2. You guys both have uh, Justin Herbert ranked over him which I completely understand, and I love Justin Herbert, but I think we still got to give Mahomes what he's due. So I have him at 30. Um, I I had Herbert as my QB3 at 41. I'm not saying anything. I just If you're going to grab a quarterback, you're not grabbing one before 20 in general, but that's when you start doing it. And I wouldn't even be upset if you grab him over Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen a lot, but Patrick Mahomes is still good until proven otherwise. I don't think you can sell out on him just because Tyreek Hill is gone. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Fair enough. Um, I think my rebuttal would be, I think they're going to be more run heavy this year. I don't think it's going to be super run heavy. Like I still think they're going to, they're definitely going to throw more than they run. I don't want to make it seem like that. Um, I just think the offense is going to go through a little bit of a shift and I just don't know, you know, who on that offense he is going to be able to trust right away. Now, maybe he does build chemistry with Juju does build chemistry with MVS as the, the season goes on. But just as, as they're right out of the gate start, I think it might be a little rough at first. And the Chiefs are going to go through a little bit. You know, Tyreek, 
was such a unique player that like he kind of put band-aids over some of sometimes Mahomes throws um not that they weren't good they were definitely good but I think when you have an athlete like that he can definitely put a band-aid over some of the issues and I think this year we will see a little bit more of those issues bear themselves out Fair enough. So my part of this here is Josh for once. I 1000% agree with you um, on this. I think they might even have a better receiving core this year than they've had in the past kind of uh, addition by subtraction, just more people that can help that offense go really excited for MBS, really excited for Juju. I think Kelsey has one of his better years this year too. Um, so I actually really like Patrick Mahomes. I don't, this isn't a knock on Patrick Mahomes, but I did this last year. I just, I do not personally take quarterbacks high. So they fall down my rankings when I'm ranking players. I, I like to go through my rankings as guys I would take in that order. And that's just where quarterbacks tend to fall. I usually let someone else have Mahomes. I let someone else have Herbert on there, but on there. So I absolutely agree with you on that one. I, I will say last year you were way lower on all quarterbacks. I think even Josh Allen and Mahomes were like 10 below what we, me and Billy had him at. So you do, but you did rank Herbert above Mahomes. So is there a reason why you did that? I mean, not uh, I think the, the Herbert Mahomes thing is, you know, it's, it's flip a coin. It's who do you want? I mean, I, I like what I see out of Eckler. I think adding Gerald Everett's going to actually help Justin Herbert a ton in that offense. Um, I think they're going to be a more complete offense this year. I guess the knock was kind of like Billy said, you know, Tyree kill would take a five yard dump off pass and score a touchdown. And I don't think that Patrick Mahomes gets that this year. I think it's going to be harder for him to produce the type of bullshit touchdowns that we've seen in the past from that team. But, uh, but yeah, that's, it's splitting hairs. I I'd take either one. So the, the thing that Mahomes and Herbert both have going for them is you're going to have to score a lot of points, I think, to win the AFC West this year. They do have improved defenses, that, but the entire division is going to be rock solid this year, and you're they're going to have to be good, and that's at least seven of their football games this year, or six of their football games this year, playing the other three teams in the division. Um, so, for I mean, I guess in that, you're going to have to score points. I just think the Chiefs, maybe they're not going to want to win a game – 41 to 17 i think they're gonna win want to win more like 24 to 17 i I just so i have this thing about uh non-missouri people and the chiefs basically is that people hate the chiefs because they're good basically and i think that that's where a lot of these knocks are coming from it's the same thing with the golden state warriors obviously pre-durant because you know obviously it's a little bit different but it's basically the same concept of oh this team keeps winning and it's just kind of boring and whatever but it's like they built that team. Like they drafted these players. It wasn't like they, you know, they did go and get Durant afterwards for Golden State, but the Chiefs literally built this team. They didn't do what the Rams did. They built a great dynamic team for mm-hmm. years to come. And I think Mahomes deserves that respect. I'm not saying he could easily be the third quarterback. I don't think I I think I have him like six between each other. It's not that I, I love Herbert too. It's just I think Mahomes proves this year that because I think he's hearing all this too. He's seeing all the Tyree Kill. Oh, they're better. Well, he's not going to be as good without Tyree Kill because Tyree Kill is everything. Tyree Kill is awesome, but Tyree Kill also might be terrible without Mahomes. So, there's a good chance the of downgrade that. to Tua is a little rough. Okay. Oh, I heard. A, I saw a thing called Tuanon today on Twitter. Tuanon's a big deal. That's phenomenal. I've I've crossed paths with them once. Um, I love it. I don't even need to hear anymore. Yeah, I'm going to follow is. them right now. Believe me, it was uh, it was rough uh, trying to dig my way out of that one. Um, but 
my mentions were exploding that day. I, was, I said we're, Mac Jones has a higher ceiling than I thought Tua did. That was not that was a mistake. <laughs> I shouldn't have said oh, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't have said that. Well, we hadn't seen Mac Jones yet. So I was like, I've seen Tua. I've never seen Mac Jones. Tua can only <laughs> throw it about 30 yards down the field when he tries his hardest. Now, I haven't seen Mac Jones play, so Mac Jones gets my vote. Oh, that was a mistake. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh Joe, you want to go next? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll uh I'll take James Conner here. Um, I have him at number 15 overall and RB 10. We collectively have him at 26, RB 13 on that one. So we're not actually that far off as far as the uh, running back ranks on this one. But James Conner, I mean, Chase Edmonds is gone. Uh, They brought in Keontae Ingram and Daryl Williams. Eno Benjamin's still there. They have the 15th ranked offensive line. So it's not – I'm not saying that James Conner is going to be the number one running back in the league, but he is a phenomenal value in drafts right now. Um, really just in large part for my 15th overall rank is that there is zero competition for him. He's going to step right in and kind of do, I think exactly what we saw last year. Uh, just looking over on fantasy pros, their ADP has him around Deontay Johnson, T Higgins, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, Michael Pittman, and David Montgomery, uh, based off of those guys. I mean, I like Monty a lot, but what? I was just saying, so we're higher than them yeah. on James Conner. Well, so it's mainly everyone, because of Joe. Well, yeah, mainly because of, because of me. But uh, but no, everyone in there has a lot of question marks, and I think that James Conner just has zero question marks on that one. Um, he's the undisputed RB1 on that team, and he's going to get fed. He played 77% of the snaps after week nine and then scored 23.4 points per game, which trailed only Jonathan Taylor after week nine. Finishes the RB5 on the season, and he missed two games. Um, he had 17 total touchdowns and 42 receptions. Um, the only knock on him is the injuries. They'll all be always be synonymous with him, but I'm taking Connor ahead of Kamara, Chubb, Javante, those types of guys, just because of the lack of question marks. I just think he's a solid player at that point. I think that's actually my biggest fear with James Connor. I, I couldn't rank him above like the likes of Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and some of those guys, um, not to get into my full list of running backs here, but, um, my biggest thing is without Chase Edmonds there, that injury concern grows and that running back room is not the heaviest. So it's going to be a little nerve wracking for them. I don't envision them using, you know, Benjamin as much as they even did with Chase Edmonds, which wasn't that much. So um, right. sure there will be some, you know, extra Keontae Ingram might sneak in there and get some, some play, but I just, I don't think he's going to repeat that year. It's almost the same feeling for me as like Cooper cup. Like it was phenomenal. He did phenomenal. I was a hater last year. I said that this couldn't happen. It did. And it was, it was a great year for him. I just don't think it's that. I still think he's a top 10 ish running back. I just couldn't, that five is never going to happen again, basically. So my reasoning, I, cause I put him at 26. Um, I, I just think the Arizona Cardinals are going to take a step back this year. I think they played at their ceiling, at least in the first half of last season. And, I think this year we're going to see a little bit of a, a decline in how good that team is. I mean, they're, they're over under is eight wins and I'm probably going to take the under. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a very good coach. And I think that if anything, he's just probably going to be misused this year because he's either going to be, they're going to run him into the ground, which is a mistake with his health. You need to at least spell him in with other backs or Cliff Kingsbury is going to go too far the other direction and use a 
running back by committee situation, which will be even more of a disaster. So it's not really that I don't like James Conner because I think he could definitely be exactly where he ranked him at 15. He could probably even be a top 10 running back. It's just the mismanagement of Cliff Kingsbury. I just don't trust the guy, and I never will. And so it's it's tough for me to put him any higher than like 26, for example. I smell what you're stepping in there. I do. I, I think that, you know, my rebuttal to your points is – I don't like to bet on injury because that's kind of a very iffy thing to do. So if he makes it through the season and he gets used even 80% of what he was last year, I think you're getting a very solid player at that point in the draft. Not wrong. I, I don't think he's going to have his head coach that he has right now by week, probably 10 or 11, but I mean, just maybe, extended maybe that'll help him out. I, yeah. I appreciate them extending him. That is a very, weird move but it was. um i would say if they have another epic collapse which this year it's probably going to happen i don't see them making it past seven wins maybe six uh for the cardinals i don't see how in the world they bring back cleef kingsbury i just don't see it his offense is not work it's all predicated on kyler murray being a effing magician and he's not going to have deandre hopkins for six weeks i just don't see how it works i just don't fair enough Billy, what you got? Who do you want? Yeah, let's move on. Um, I'll start at my highest ranked player, which is Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle from Miami Dolphins. Uh, The consensus we have is thirty-eight. I put him at twenty-eight. I know the reasoning. The uh, we'll start off with the bad reasoning. It's Tua. Nobody trusts Tua, and I I I understand that completely. Uh, My thought process here at putting him at twenty-eight is that you want whatever the best wide receiver in that offense is going to be because that's just how Mike McDaniels works. I mean, you saw what he did with Debo last year. Waddle and Tyreek are both not Debo, but I think they are dynamic in their own ways. And just in case it's not Tyreek Hill that Mike McDaniels wants to feature, you know, maybe it's a 50-50 thing. Maybe they even use Waddle more and just use Tyreek as kind of like a, I don't know, a a decoy, for example. You still, I, I just... I feel like you want to ticket to whatever he's going to feature in that offense and Waddle and Tua. I think that there is a chance that that could end up working out. Now Tua can only throw it about 30 yards downfield. So it's got to be a PPR league that this works out in uh, my strategy here. But um, I think you just want the ticket to the lottery in that offense. In my opinion, it could definitely be Waddle. So I actually really like the value you're getting at in our rankings, Waddle, that is. Um, I don't know exactly what he's at in PFF, but I assume it's higher. I just can't take him over a DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, those guys. And I think that's where he's going to end up going. And it's mainly because of Tua, like you said. But at the same time, there is that hope that like if he's going where we have him now, I'm perfectly fine with grabbing him where he's at. I have him ranked the lowest out of the three of us, so I brought him down significantly. But right before DK Metcalf, Sutton's a little bit down there as well. I'm fine with that because there is that chance that he just gets those slot balls like he did all year last year. And Tyreek Hill maybe does his little screen passes and long balls, which good luck. But um, I just don't know how – I just it's hard to buy into Miami right now because of – there's a lot of teams right now that have a lot of weapons and a lot of targets that need to go around that I just don't know how they're going to do it. Like, I just, I don't know how Waddle fits into this plan right now. That's my biggest thing and why I have him lower because I don't trust Tua, basically. Joe? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't trust Tua at all. Um, I was, I say this predicated on, I was ready to anoint Waddle as the next 
stud wide receiver going into this offseason. Then they brought in Hill. Um, so I think the plan on that team is going to be to cover up what Tua does um, poorly and run the crap out of the football. Uh, you saw Moser come over. Michelle's there. You got uh, uh, Chase Edmonds. You know, Gusecki's always going to be in the in the conversation of it. So the way Waddle plays, I think in a PPR, you're getting a really good wide receiver. I just don't see him replicating what he did last year as essentially the only show in town. I mean, we've we're well documented in hating on Miles Trashcan and and all those guys. So I I think there's a lot more competition, and I just think they're really just going to run the crap out of the football. So, yeah. fun fact, I just looked up the PFF ranking, and Jalen Waddle is 42 on PFF, right in front of um, Terry McLaurin. So, not as bad. He's still below some of those guys, and we're not far off from the, their rankings. But no. I, I just – I am. You are. are I'm, I was. I went a little lower than their rankings. So I just don't – I'm not excited about Jalen Waddle. I mean, that, that time of the draft is so important, and if that one doesn't hit, it hurts a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it's I, also the one that if it hits, it could be. And that top that is my thought process is yeah. that like they're probably going to use Tyreek and I think Cedric Wilson's there too to yeah. kind of like stretch the field and make the the middle kind of more open. I think that's what I, honestly, if, if I was Mike McDaniel's, that's what I would do. <laughs> Not that I'm a football expert or anything, but I would definitely try to get that middle a little bit more open and just use Waddle in fifteen. 20-yard passes right through the middle is what I would do if I was him. As a but, defensive back, I would love that because I would just stop running after 30 yards. Yeah, because you know because you know too is not going to be able to check it down there. I get it. Maybe a lot of cover going on. on. We'll see. Mike McDaniel's strange guy. He's definitely a good offensive mind. We'll see what he can cook up. Um, honestly, there could end up being another situation with like Trey Sermon where we think. Oh, Jalen Waddle is going to be heavily featured this year, and then Jalen Waddle just isn't there and just disappears, or Brandon Ayuk, something like that. So we'll just have to see. I just think you're getting a ticket to the lottery, and it might pay off. Who knows? Yeah, there's two guys that I struggle with this year in the rankings. It's Brandon Cooks and Jalen Waddle. Those two have me completely perplexed because it could be phenomenal or completely bad. All right, back to you, Josh. All right, it's been long enough. Uh, let's break into the Eagles talk. So I am way different than Billy and Joe on Dallas Goddard. Um, Joe has him at 81 underneath Hawkinson and Schultz, and uh, Billy has him at 72 under Hawkinson. Uh, Schultz is not far behind there. I have Goddard way up there, right behind, uh, actually in front of Waller, but behind Pitts. So you guys should be happy about that. I'm proud um, of you. I, I figured you guys guys might enjoy that little tidbit. Um, but no, so my thing about Goddard is he was a little inconsistent last year with taking over the full the full tight end duties. And with Jalen Hurts switching to a run game, I don't think it really helped. But now that A.J. Brown's there, I think it stretches the field. Having two outside receivers, I have a feeling Devontae might play a little slot as well. Um, but having two outside receivers, Goddard's going to be wide open in the middle. And any team who's lacking a linebacker that can cover him is going to have a problem. So I know Goddard hasn't had the best history. I get why people will be worried about this, but I think this is the time where he's at least in the top five cube uh, tight end conversation. Um, so I could talk about a lot, of, a lot about tight ends here. I, I love me Darren Waller a lot. I don't have him far behind Dallas Goddard, but my thing with Waller is with Devonte Adams going there, he's not the main guy in town anymore. 
Um, they actually have a team now, and it's like wide receivers in general. Um, not to mention Darren Waller's like 30. He's our age. Uh, it's not going to get better. I know he's a young 30 because he didn't play much his first few years, but he is getting older. I, I just I think that Goddard can easily slide in that top five tight end ranking, and I would love to hear why you guys have him at 80 apiece. I got I, I I can take at least my my end of this. Um so for tight ends in when we were doing this, um I was thinking of how drafts go. Um and you have the initial four that go. You have you you're gonna have Andrew. Well, I guess you're gonna have Pitts this year, but normally it would be George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then Darren Waller. So you gotta assume those people are probably gonna go in about the third or fourth round, which would be the thirties or forties. Um, Darren Waller, I have going in the fifties, which will be the fifth round. We are all actually very even on Darren Waller, by the way. We were. And so I thought, okay, so after that initial run, the people that didn't go tight in at that little juncture is probably going to wait for it to happen later in the draft. So I was thinking by the time the seventh round comes around, we'll probably be the next time people start dipping into that next group down, which is the Hawkinson's, the Goddard's, the Schultz, like that, that kind of thing so that's kind of how i was thinking about it when i was doing the rankings um because i don't assume somebody's going to pick up two tight ends um but uh, it wasn't really so much on the field it was how i assumed a draft would go to be perfectly honest you're not actually wrong i see how you have your tight ends laid out it's pretty much all within like 15 picks in that like 60 to 80 range yep i that only did that with tight ends no other position i only did that with tight ends yeah I do about the same with uh, the quarterback thing. My, my tight ends are going to tend to be lower as well. Um, I like Schultz and Hawkinson a little bit better um, than Goddard, though. Goddard's good. I, I wish we would have seen more from him when Ertz left the team. Um, that was kind of like what we were waiting on, and then he did, and then Goddard was eh. He was all right. But my knock on the A.J. Brown thing is A.J. Brown pretty much plays the same type of routes that you would expect out of a tight end on there he's more of a catch it at the seven yard or catch it seven yards out and run it he's definitely a yard after the catch guy which is kind of clogging up the middle of the field for goddard the only thing goddard has going for him is the fact that philly absolutely refuses to throw to their running backs it's been going on for like 15 years now i will never understand this but um, that's the only thing goddard really has going for him but i mean i like schultz a lot i think with cooper out of there schultz takes a lot of that red zone work away from cooper and Hawkinson, I just I, I want to believe uh, a little bit more than I do. You could honestly replace Hawkinson and Goddard in my rankings, or, and I really wouldn't care. So my biggest thing about Goddard was when they went run heavy, he actually did better. It wasn't super consistent because they were barely throwing the ball. Uh, but weeks 13 and 15, he, he had 20 points apiece, 100 yards apiece, 135, two touchdowns. Uh, one was against the Jets, so we got to take that with a grain of salt, but um, when they went run heavy, which I think is still going to be the game plan. I think it's a little less than run every down until they stop you basically, especially with AJ Brown being there. But I think the three receivers being out there, including Goddard himself, um, and even Watkins, if you know, his speed is out there as well, all four of them together, Goddard's going to be the easy man to hit because everyone's going to be scared of AJ Brown and Devante going down the field. They're not going to be really worried about Goddard as much. And I think that's where we get him. And that's where he boosts up is the fact that people aren't worried about him and people don't think like he's never been that like star tight end yet. And he's been sitting behind Zach Ertz for the last four years or however long. And it's, it's time. So 
So the best thing that can happen to him this season is if Jalen Hurts is like, hey, Dallas got it. You're going to be my safety blanket whenever things go to shit and the pass rush breaks through the line. I'm going to have to just dump it off to you. That'll be the best thing that happens to him because Hurts really needed that last season, I felt like. Yeah. And if he can adopt that kind of role while Smith and A.J. Brown do their things, I think that would be the best thing for him to happen this season. But um, as far as fantasy production goes, I think that would probably help him out a lot. But I have to say that I think he's going to be just consistent this year. I don't think <clears> we're going to see a lot of 25, 30-point games, but I think those 10, 15s is exactly what you want from a tight end, and I think yeah. he fills that role really nicely. There'll be those two touchdown games, but they won't – I mean, it won't be – it'll be infrequent when that happens, but – yeah, that's about right. Now, if he can do, do what Ertz oh. did and catch that safety blanket 11 times a game for 88 yards and two scores, that would be... He did great with Kyler. He was It was yeah. ridiculous what Ertz did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to jump into uh, DJ Moore. Um, I'm going to get a little tiny violin out here um, and start playing it because I really do feel bad for this dude. He, he has been strapped with horrible Q, QB play his entire career. We might never know what could have been with DJ Moore at this point. Um, it's kind of like a depressing high school romance story, you know. But pity never gets you anywhere in this game. Um, I have I have DJ Moore. I will not have DJ Moore on any of my squads this year simply because he's going too high uh, for his circumstances. Um, our guy, Duchesne, shout out to him. He had a tweet that since 2018, DJ Moore has scored 12 more points than Tyler Boyd. Um, it, Tyler Boyd's it's been true. phenomenal. I know, but is he going as high? No, he doesn't deserve to go as high as DJ Moore is going. DJ Moore does not. I do think brighter days are ahead for DJ Moore. I think Corral takes over this job quicker than anyone else thinks they are. Um, So it should be pretty early this year. But this offense runs through CMC, and the Panthers have bolstered their running back room to deal with a CMC injury. Um, I expect Robbie Anderson to be more involved this year, and Terrace Marshall is still there to take a step as well. I just don't think there's enough to go around to sustain a top 20 wide receiver season for DJ Moore. He's going ahead of Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, McLaurin, Sutton. I would rather have any of them over DJ Moore. I mean, he has he has the uh, the work there. I mean, he has run around on 90% of their dropbacks last year, top three in air yards. And, you know, he had a seventh-ranked target per outrun. That was 25%. He got targets, uh, but he was also top seven in uncatchable targets last year. So I just, I don't see it with DJ Moore. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Yeah. I just, my thing with DJ Moore is he's had seven was the lowest amount of targets he's had. And yeah, maybe those were uncatchable. Um, I think that that gets a little bit better, whether it be Sam Darnold or Matt Corral back there, I think they'll be smarter with DJ Moore. And I don't, I'm not worried about Robbie Anderson. I'm not worried at, about Terrace Marshall until he proves anything. Like he hasn't done anything yet. So, or Tommy um, Trimble. Yeah. Yeah. Who no, is their starting no tight end, by the way? <laughs> there is no one other than Christian McCaffrey that worries me about DJ Moore getting targets. And he would still get targets even if Christian McCaffrey's out there. So, there's no one thing, other than Christian McCaffrey I want on that team. I understand your, um, loathing for dj Moore right now but i'm sorry the man is at least a bona fide top 20 wide receiver i have him a little higher i think i have him at like wide receiver 11 or something um we have him at wide receiver 13 on ours there are some good peoples but the people below him in our rankings right now are deontay johnson who we're not sure what's going on with pittsburgh at this point and i really haven't seen enough from deontay johnson to feel better about him than dj Moore. amari cooper who was probably going to be without watson for a little while 
Michael Pittman, who's getting Matt Ryan. We talked about Jalen Waddle, and then we get into the DK Metcalf and some some lower guys. I, the only person I could want to rank higher than him would be Sutton, but I still think he needs to prove it. So I just I think DJ Moore has proved that he's good even with bad quarterbacks. All he need is one okay quarterback, and that man could be wide receiver one. If you want a wide receiver two at a wide receiver one price, then go ahead and draft DJ Moore. So it's kind of funny, right, how we have our rankings. So Terry McLaurin is wide receiver 12, quarterback, you know, issue. DJ Moore, wide receiver 13, quarterback issue. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 14, quarterback issue. Amari Cooper, probably going to be, have a quarterback issue. Michael Pittman, we don't really know what we're going to get out of Matt Ryan. Another quarterback issue. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver 17. We don't believe in Tua, quarterback issue. And then DK Metcalf. Seattle is a disaster at the quarterback position right now. It might be Geno Smith when it's all said and done, which is a quarterback issue. It's kind of funny that that's how all of those teen rankings of wide receivers, I don't know if you're going to be able to trust any of those guys come season. Now, Amari Cooper might have Deshaun Watson. And if he does, then you probably can trust him a little bit more. But the rest of those guys, they're all kind of the same in the same boat. Uh, I would, I would, like I said, Terry McLaurin, I would take Wentz over some of these other quarterback issues and I'll, I'll take my chances on Sam Darnold and Matt Corral just because of DJ Moore's talent. It's not because of the quarter. I like them better than Matt Ryan or uh, whatever's going on in Seattle. I just, I like DJ Moore. I don't think there's any dispute that he's going to have a thousand yards at the end of the season. Um, Probably, probably decent amount of touchdowns as well. So yeah, I mean, I'm still taking him in the third I'm gonna, round. I'm going to so. use this as a platform to give you my theory. This is a phenomenal year to do zero RB and get the good wide receivers early because there is a lot of running back depth. I've been using that in underdog and just, just absolutely wiping the floor and getting – Yeah, I've been cleaning up. I yeah. do have to agree. We pretty much just leveled out the uh, 11 through 20, and uh, the top 10 wide receivers, I'd even take Tyree Kill over and have him as my – third pick in the draft and go get, you know, Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel in the first and second or something. Well, just, I mean, just going over our rankings after DJ Moore running back wise, we have Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Zeke Elliott, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, JK Dobbins, Reese Hall, Miles Sanders. Like, I think you would much rather have something like that. I would um, rather have any of the guys you just listed, maybe aside from JK Dobbins, but right. I would rather so if you have go, any of them over DJ Moore. Right, so if you go with like those top end, wide, like the couple wide receivers at the top in your first couple rounds, and then in the third round you're dropping to one of those guys as your like Josh Jacobs for example as your running back, you're you're sitting pretty coming into a draft if that's if what you're leaving with. You're sitting Still. really pretty, you know. And then you look at the running backs going from the '60s through the '80s and stuff. I mean, those guys can definitely hit as an RB two on your squad. Yeah, yeah so. there are a lot. There's a like I said, there's a lot of depth we're not going to get into right now. But um, if you have any questions about our rankings, look at them after we release them here in a couple days, and let us know what you think. Let us know what you hate. We always love For that. Sure. Okay, so before I get into my next player, because we do need to get through this, uh, we're going to play a little commercial. We'll be back in one minute. Hey, IDP Army. Hope you guys and gals are enjoying the episode we have for you today. We want to take a little break and tell you about our partners at Underdog Fantasy. Use the link in the description or the code IDPARMY when you sign up. They're going to give you a deposit match bonus of up to $100. And you can play 
all kinds of sports on Underdog Fantasy, not just NFL. They have NFL, NBA, MMA, PGA. They have everything. If you're into any sport, they generally have something there for you. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. Go sign up for the Best Ball Mania 3 draft. That is their giant draft that they have every year. Best Ball draft. The winner of that this year is going to win $1 million. The total prize pool is $10 million. We've got content on the channel for it. We have episodes of the podcast for it. We have rankings for it. Go sign up for Underdog Fantasy. That's where we play best ball. Hopefully, we will see you in a draft. Thanks, and now back to the show. Don't draft and drive. <laughs> it really, right. especially on underdog, Welcome man, it's back. dangerous. That stuff comes fast. Yeah, it definitely does. But anyway, yes, use our promo code in underdog. You only have to be in any state where you can play DraftKings. Um, you can play underdog. So go ahead, use our promo code, get your bonus uh, with your deposit, and get in some drafts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they have Best Ball Mania three right now. You can win up to a million dollars. Just for drafting a football team in May or June, I, I mean that's crazy to think about. So, getting while those while you're drafts, taking a poop, while you're cooking dinner, exactly while you're you watering can, your lawn or mow, even if you're mowing your lawn, you can just draft while you're doing that. You just can sit on your, your back toe. porch and yeah. win a million dollars without even trying. Yeah. Hopefully, you got a routing mower. But honestly, my, I know we've talked about it before, but my favorite part about uh, Underdog is not only the best ball drafts because those are awesome, but mm-hmm. I like playing the daily. Uh, or the like, just like the Thursday night game daily drafting, especially when your team's playing, yeah. you're like, oh, you, I know Quez Watkins ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna pick so and so instead. Like mm-hmm. that's my best thing. Me and me and Billy both win every time our team plays, and it's just like, sure, I would get in a three dollar draft, but I win myself some eight bucks or whatever. So yeah, I don't know what my team's gonna be this year, but we'll find out. I'm not oh yeah, gonna, Billy doesn't have, have a team anymore. Sunday morning, just friendly a, friends games. I'm a fan yeah. free agent right now because. Baker hey. Mayfield doesn't have a team, so neither do I. Eagles Solidarity, are always bandwagoners. Honestly, though, Jalen Hurts, OU quarterback, that could that's a possibility. Um, Think about anywho, it. let's get back into the rankings. Uh, my next player is Rashad Bateman of the Baltimore Ravens. Our consensus with him is 65. I have him at 76. And I get the idea. He is now the wide receiver one there. Marquise Brown has moved to Arizona, so somebody has to fill that role. Fill that role. Um I just think it's going to be a tight end running back. I think that's going to be the pecking order, and then it's going to be Rashad Bateman. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't trust Lamar Jackson throwing the football. I never will. I don't care how many people want to come at me about my hatred. Not hatred, but just my disbelief in Lamar Jackson, but I just simply never will. And it, it's just I haven't seen him be very good throwing the ball, even his MVP season. It was because of his legs. And it's because of his legs that he's going to be successful in fantasy football this year. When he doesn't use his legs, he'll throw four picks in a game, and that'll be the end of it. And then Justin Tucker will come in and kick a 66-yard field goal and win a game. Like That's the kind of stuff that happens for Lamar Jackson. He just gets lucky like that. And so, no, I, I just – I don't trust this offense other than Mark Andrews, and I just – I never will. I don't think – I don't – it would take a lot for me to believe. It, I have to see it first. I will agree with you in the fact that I don't trust Lamar Jackson, but I will disagree with you in the fact that I think Bateman's going to have a fine year. He had a great year for what he was coming out of his injury. Um, his rookie year, I think he shakes the rust off as long as he's healthy. 
Um, he is a bona fide number one wide receiver on, yeah, not a huge throwing team, but someone still has to get those yardage. That's where, that's why he's at where he's at. I mean, we, we, he wasn't even listed in the conversation of wide receivers when we were talking about that bad quarterback run of wide receivers. But I think I have him at 63. You have him at 76. We're not super far off, but I think he deserves to be higher than some of these other guys. Marquise Brown, for example. Um, I have to say that Marquise Brown has one of the more tough times of getting targets, especially with Hopkins. If he stays healthy and Ertz, a lot of mouths to feed. There's no mouths to feed on Baltimore other than Andrews. And yeah, we are, we all know Andrews is going to have a bona fide stellar year. Uh, but I just can't say that Bateman deserves to be drafted this low. I think I'm too low on him. I think he needs to be up a little higher in my rankings as well. Um, there's a lot of wide receivers in this range. I think Michael Thomas is above him. I'm sorry. He's already, they're already talking about how he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. So I love me some Bateman. I think it's that season. I think this is one of those guys that could win you the league, especially in the sixth or seventh round. Um, that's your third wide receiver, third running back, or, you know, in that range. I just, I'd love to grab myself a Bateman this year. Probably have him in a lot of teams. Yeah. Rashad Bateman's kind of my, uh, my sneaky guy. I'm going to have on a lot of teams too. Um, really, I mean, Marquise Brown was very valuable if for fantasy's sake, even though Lamar Jackson was the quarterback. And I think Rashad Bateman, even when he was coming out of Minnesota, I thought he was a better wide receiver than Marquise Brown was. So I think you're not only getting an upgrade on the player, but you're putting him in a position that was already pretty valuable. So I like him a lot. I get it. I just I, – I can't remember the last time that – Lamar Jackson had a wide receiver on his team that I was like, okay, we have to have him in fantasy football. I just got burned too many times from that. And just, I mean, look at what Marquise Brown did these last few years. I mean, nobody expected that from him. He was a first round pick. I mean, I expected better. I think, was, I think everybody's second round pick then I either second or third. I can't remember. Drops off a cliff after that first round. Apparently. No, right. I think what Marquise Brown did was phenomenal. And I think Bateman steps right into his shoes. I just feel like weren't we disappointed with Marquise Brown for the last couple of years? Like I don't remember us thinking Marquise Brown was a game changer for, for a five nine wide receiver. I think he's done a fine job the last three years. Fair enough. I I just think Rashad Bateman is way more talented. talented. I do. And too. If he I gets the same I mean, type of targets, you're, you're probably right. I mean, if we're going to Marquise Brown had a more thing, he had 145 targets last year. I mean, that's that's huge. And you put a more talented okay, receiver well, I, in I, there. Then... I get Okay. But that, see, that's yeah. you saying that he's more talented than I think DJ Moore is more talented than Rashad Bateman. I, Bateman I, hasn't not, had the I'm chance. not saying anything about DJ Moore. I'm saying Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. I think Rashad Bateman's the better player. He's he profiles more as a number one receiver. Probably. Also Bateman was third on the depth chart coming off an injury. They weren't, like they weren't like we have to use them right now. They they were doing fine with their running game, Marquise Brown and and Andrews. So I think I that- just think Andrews will be the guy that you want on that offense. He's going to be the one catching the balls. The backfield is also going to get fed a lot of passing downs, and then you're going to have Lamar Jackson rushing the ball. Those are your top three fantasy players on that offense, and then below that you got Rashad Bateman. Now, if you want to take him, because there are some weeks that he's going to pop. But there's also going to be several weeks where he's got the four catches for 60 yards. Uh, I'd rather have Bateman three rounds later than J.K. Dobbins. I'm sorry. I, Not even, like I, I would disagree with that, but that's fine. 
There is no proof that J.K. Dobbins is going to be good. I am scared for his ADP, but this isn't what we're here for. Well, I'll have a J.K. I hate J.K. Dobbins later. I guess uh, so. Speaking of hating J.K. Dobbins, I'm getting a, a small chub for Tyler Batty in this offense. I uh, yeah, could be interesting. I yeah. actually was really Those stoked you to and see rookie him drafts, man. He's not the worst fifth round pick. No, I was. I'm actually pretty stoked of his landing spot. I don't. I'm not sold on J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. We got to see what they are after this injury coming back from it. And I wasn't sold on J.K. Dobbins from the start. It was the Cam Akers situation. Everyone well, just Mike Davis is there. Him. Yeah, there's too much in the backfield. I'm not <laughs> excited about it. They, they, I get it. They did it for depth, but um, yeah, no. Baltimore's running game, like you said, like you say all the time, and like you're gonna say here shortly. Well, you know, Lamar Jackson's the number one running back. Oh, oh, oh. So. Yeah, no, not excited about J.K. Dobbins, especially in the fourth round. That's where he's going. I'm out on it. Okay, he's he has only played one year, J.K. Dobbins. So I, I know, know if, and he didn't have that good know. of a year. He he was like what the 17th ranked as a rookie, 17th ranked running back or something, 23 maybe. I don't That's remember what? one of those two. He but he was like a, a running back too his first year. Like it wasn't that bad. I, I don't know. I just miss I don't get I don't get hyped about one year and it was mostly touchdowns. So I'm not I'm not I'm gonna hold my breath on J.K. Dobbins. Speaking of running backs falling off of a cliff, Josh, walk us through James Robinson here. Yes, please do. All right. So y'all gotta stop hating on my guy here. So well, I I gotta scroll down to try to find him in the rankings. Uh uh, he's one thirteen. Oh, one thirteen. Okay. That is a disservice to James Robinson. Running back forty. We have James Cook and Ramondre Stevenson uh, directly above him. We have Cordell Patterson above him. We have Michael Carter above him. Michael Carter from the Jets, who you guys are so stoked about Brees Hall, but yet you're going to have James Robinson, who's just dog water now that Etienne's going to be back. I I don't know. I wonder how he got dragged down that low. I understand James Robinson got injured last year, but his rookie year, seventh best running back, dragged Jacksonville out of the dust at the time. Uh, yes, they looked like complete shit with Urban Meyer there, and he still ended up being a running back 25 while missing a few games. James Robinson deserves a little bit of respect. He is one of the best backup running backs you can have because if Etienne's injury doesn't pan out, which we're still waiting to see how he recovers from that Achilles injury, I can I, I love me Etienne. I'm very interested to see it, these two individually. I'm also very much looking forward to seeing them both as a team, which is what they're going to be, especially with them both getting injured last year. So to have James Robinson at one fit or not ranked by Joe, and then have you have him at one thirteen, which is where he's at. I'm Maybe. sorry, but he deserves to be in the nineties. I don't think he, I'm not saying he needs to be a sixth round pick or anything, but <laughs> he needs to be drafted before Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots. When there's five running backs on that team. I like Ramon J. Stevenson. James Robinson, I don't even know if he's going to be healthy this year. That's why I didn't rank him that high. He might miss a couple games to start the year, but there ain't no way he misses more than two games. I think he might miss a lot more than two games. I think so, too. And I also, he's an undrafted running We back. already have a fireball bet on this, by the way, so we cannot make another fireball bet. on. Did we five. already? Yes, we have one. Good. Where he's, I think if he plays before week five, uh, I have to take the shot. If he plays after week five, you have to take the shot. Good. I'm glad I stay true to my James Robinson, even though I don't <laughs> he literally that. did, literally did. Yeah. He's he an undrafted sorry, running back with a new regime and a first round talent. Ahead Why of do you say undrafted running back? Like he hasn't proven himself. 
he was the only shit in town, man. Like, you think and Carlos he was Hyde good was shit, funny? man. He, he was, was a gold turd. I love James Robinson. I really do. I he helped me on a lot of teams. He's not. He's not that guy. He's not. He's not I, that guy, I mean, pal. I was gonna say we need to make a new shirt. The gold turd. He's the golden turd. <laughs> oh man, I don't think James Robinson would appreciate that. No, no. Y'all, he wouldn't appreciate how you guys don't are talking put his about face him. on it. I get it, but it's not that I don't like him as a player. It's just again. Injury. If it's injury Travis concern, Etienne, I'm okay man. with, but I don't think that that's it. I think you guys are also thinking it's Etienne show, which we haven't seen yet. I want to well, remind and you. I'm not going to lie. Our boy Urban also made me hate that offense because of him using Carlos Hyde because he played for him in college. But how is that James Robinson's Robinson. fault? Like It wasn't, but I'm still like scarred from that whole idea that that's what happened. Snoop Connor to the mix, and oh, on name Snoop value Connor. alone, this dude's going to kill it. My man James Robinson will rank high in the top 100 of fantasy football. 100%. Okay. Please draft him. I, I'm going to let you draft him. There's I certain will. players draft like Rashad Bateman. I will not be I'll having him. Right on my IR. Go pick I will up not have any else. James Robinson. I'll just. I was I haters. Let's get into some clog, more hating. I don't want to clog my uh, roster up with guys like you guys that. already got me heated. So, like, let's just keep going. All right. Hey, Joseph. hey, hey, hey. What's that Dave Chappelle episode? Player it's haters, the ball. Ha- player haters ball. Yeah, yeah. that's our uh, banner on Twitter. Actually, is the players haters ball thing? Hell yeah! Go ahead, hey Joe. You. Yep. Okay, so I got Amari Cooper here. You guys are way lower on him than I am. I think that's because of the Deshaun Watson looming decision, whatever it may be, on that one. But you know, you guys have him in the forties. I have him at twenty-one. I. I do my rankings based on the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to play all games this year because I really do think he is going to. Um, but anyway, by his standards, Amari Cooper had a down year last year. Dak was struggling through the shoulder injury, and he still garnered 68 catches, 875 yards, and eight touchdowns. So pretty solid year. Um, like I said, I don't think Watson's getting suspended. But also, who the hell else on the Browns is going to catch passes? We love David Bell here at OP, but he's not Amari Cooper. Najoku, nope. DPJ, nope. Hunt, Chubb, nope. Even if Watson gets suspended, Cooper is just going to be an absolute target hog in 2022, and he's being overlooked. So that's why I had him rank lower because I wanted to get him up there and show him some love. He uh, he needs the same love that DJ Moore gets for the high target volume and piss poor QB play. So that's all I'm saying. I like Amari Cooper a lot this year. So before Billy gets into his spiel about Cleveland, because that's going to go on for a while, um, Amari Cooper, the only reason I have, I have him lowest actually out of all these people, which is quite surprising because of Billy's explanation here shortly. But um, I only have him there because this is the Melvin Gordon holdout kind of deal. Like he's going to drop in the rankings because, I mean, I'm assuming we'll probably know what the suspension is by redraft time, but at the moment, we don't, and I think that's why I have him. I immediately vault him above those people. He's right in that that group of weird quarterback wide receivers. I immediately vault him above all of those. I would put him probably right in between T. Higgins and Terry McLaurin once we get that. Maybe even higher. Uh, I don't know about higher because I want to see what Deshaun Watson is going to look like after this year, too. But I like Amari Cooper. He is getting older, though, and the injury concerns are going to start mounting. And I'm not playing four injuries here, but... Um, a new team for someone of his age is going to be a little bit challenging. Amari Cooper can't do what he does all the time. Uh, he is a great wide receiver. He's had many 50 point fantasy outings. So 
I love the steel there. I just, the, tw- the 20s is a little high for me. 40s, 30s, sure. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to assume that Kevin Stefanski is going to change his mind about how he's going to run his offense. He's already come out and said that they're going to be more pass heavy, but that's just not in Kevin Stefanski's blood, I don't think, or they would have done that in the past when they had, you know, Jarvis Landry and Odell. Baker was not that bad of a quarterback where we were just going to have to stick with the game plan uh, of running the ball. So I think they're still going to run the ball, and that's just how this offense is going to work. It's going to be Kareem Hunt. It's going to be Nick Chubb. They're going to run behind that old line, and then Deshaun Watson's going to throw the ball a couple times a game, I'm sure, but it's probably just not going to be that much. And then after this season, when seven, Kevin Stefanski gets fired because his style of play is not going to – work with a $250 million quarterback, uh, then they'll get in a new coach that'll be pass heavy. And so next season, 2023, he will be perfectly fine. And I think it, everything will be fine. But A, I don't think Deshaun Watson plays this year. Jacoby Brissett sucks. That's my reasoning. But he's the only fact- I only put him at 40, so it's not like I – like it's not a death sentence. He's still going to be good. It's just I can't rank him up that high. The fact that you even said Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson's in the same sentence, like they're in the same ballpark, just aggravates me. Well, they still play the same position, right? Yeah, but Baker Mayfield doesn't have a team because he's not good. Okay. All right. Well, how would we know that, right? Did they ever let him air out the ball like they're going to let Deshaun Watson air out the ball? There are 200 vacated targets on the Browns from last year. Even more if you add in, you know, whatever Odell got for the little bit he was there. But – I think that even if Amari Cooper gets 60% of that, that you're looking at 120 targets, 120, 30 targets, which is where he has been at. And you know you can do that speed. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson's a hell of a quarterback. So even if he gets, you know, I don't think he's going to get suspended. I just don't trust the NFL to actually do what it should do. Um, and they're going to keep waiting for it to play out, which it's not playing out. It's not going. He's going to gonna have to get four games. There, at least. It's going to be no a way. PR nightmare if he doesn't get suspended. Like, he's got to have something. Be a disaster for the NFL. I don't think it's all year, but I would say probably why they're trying to figure out how many games to give him because they don't. They want to put it at a number where people aren't going to be so outraged that there's like a, you know, a big PR problem. I think they're trying to time this up with the Alvin Kamara video release of him beating the shit out of that dude. And they're going to see like that, that, the blood. that I think will get, that's probably like what a game like this. I think it's a game. It's a, it's just Apparently the video is not good. God, and I can't wait to see it. It's terrible, but it's I'm a terrible. Person. Yeah. So I, that's I why we're know. called offensive points. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh well, it's Jason Abrams Smith and Mark Ingram. I don't don't uh, once Deshaun Watson either is playing the entire season or not playing the entire season, the ranking will be adjusted accordingly. But for now, Jacoby set out there throwing flappy birds of footballs. I'm not gonna trust that. Jalen Waddle looked pretty good with flappy birds, buddy. He did okay. Uh, all right, let's Marty get into Cooper our... is not Jalen right, Waddle. Guys, we could do this all day. Uh, we got one more. Let's get through it. What do we got? Okay, well, we're ending with Josh's favorite player, Miles Sanders. Um, and I'd really okay, so I, the consistency is 53, which I'm probably way too, I need to be a little bit higher. I have him at 74, which given, I just, again, this is why I just don't trust Nick Sirianni running the ball. I, I kept pounding the table last year. I had Miles Sanders on several rosters, kept pounding the table for why are we not letting Miles Sanders cook? 
And they just wouldn't ever. I mean, eventually we got to a point where he had to basically let no, him cook. No, 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 no. What happened was they started using running backs when the week after Miles Sanders got injured and they gave like 30 well, carries to I Boston mean, Scott and Gainwell. Exactly. So if they give it to the best running back on the roster, then maybe he will end up higher than 74. But based on how Sirianni used them last year, I'm going to assume he's going to do the same thing this year. So I don't have any reason so, to doubt it. That was very disappointing. I was hoping you'd hate on Miles Sanders, but you gave a very valid explanation and I can't. It's, I don't hate. Much. See, the, all of my hates is not the player. It's the situation. Like it's yeah. literally that's the problem I have with all of these negative remarks about players. So, fun fact, Joe actually has Miles Sanders ranked higher than I do, which I appreciate. I was so know. shocked by that. I was actually, too. I Well, I have him, like, right under. I actually have J.K. Dobbins in front of him, I believe, unfortunately. Not much, but a few picks a higher. That's um, I do there. have Brees Hall under him because of the Jets. Okay, so my thing about Miles Sanders is wherever you're getting him, you're getting him at a steal. Because if it doesn't pan out, you're still drafting another running back in, like, the next two rounds anyway, and you're getting about the same – if on bad, what Miles Sanders is bad, you're getting another one in the same situation, basically. But if Miles Sanders hits, which I understand why people are worried about him, um, the no touchdowns last year was really weird, and I don't yes. understand why that they used bizarre. Austin Scott on the goal line. But the years before, 800 yards the last three years, and that's missed a couple games each time. The old injury-prone thing is dumb. I hate when people say injury-prone. When you're running back and you get the ball 15 times a game, there's a very good chance of getting injured. Miles Sanders is on his contract year, might get extended kind of deal. He's going to be fine, and I think this is his prove-it year. This is the Mike Williams year that Joe hated to see last year. Um, This is going to be, without a doubt, the best team Miles Sanders has ever played on. He came in right after the Super Bowl year. He is going to have something to prove here. He wants to stay healthy. We have some backs and depth behind him. They love Boston Scott for some reason. I actually still think it's going to be the Gainwell as the second running back year. But Miles Sanders proved last year at the end when he came back from his injury that he is a RB2 or 3. Like, he is in that category for running back 15. Like, he can be that guy. He could be running back 10 if he really had the right uh, runs fall his way. So do not sleep on Miles Sanders is my main thing. And I'm really mad that Billy didn't talk shit because I was going to get hyped. Well, I, I don't. I don't hate Miles Sanders, and I think if they used him properly, then he is going to be just fine. But I, like I said, just can't trust – uh, Nick Sirianni with a running back, apparently. Well, um, Sirianni um, actually not trying not trying to take over because it's the Eagles, so I get excited. But Sirianni, I think, learned a weird balance last year. He started out with Jalen Hurts, who was not super comfortable throwing the ball a lot. He was just running, scrambling around. He realized that that was a terrible move, and then he went to a stupid run-heavy offense, which worked. But like, I think he's going to find a good balance, especially with AJ, the addition of AJ Brown. The offense is going to be really well balanced, and I actually am very excited as any Eagles fan is right now. Yeah, uh, underdog ADP right now. I just pulled it up. He is eighty four overall. So, oh my we're, god, we're still higher than underdog is at this point. So that's, yeah. you know, at least I feel like I'm better for you know for that reasoning. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so wow, the AJ Brown edition was awesome for miles sanders he still averaged five and a half yards of carry last year uh even on a year he wasn't used correctly i think you know he is what's the term the all the fantasy analysts use the positive touchdown regression he Mm -hmm. uh he's due for that and i think you know i think he had what 120 rushes last year i think that you see more in that category there you know 
he's still catching balls a little bit, not as much as he should, but I like Miles Sanders. And if, if underdogs got him at 86, you should be snagging him in that seventh round area, sixth, seventh round every time before anyone else is thinking to take him because it's going to pay off at that price. He's 68 on PFF, by the way. So it's still a good deal. You're getting such a good deal on this. And the fact that he had the no touchdowns last year that is just helping his ADP or, you know, for draft rating, that is at least. Well, let's be honest. The Eagles offense this year is just going to be better than it was last year. Just statistically speaking, they should be on the field more. There should be more opportunities for Miles Sanders. They should, should be just winning be as well, too. They hopefully. should be, which is positive game script for a running back. Uh, th- this should break in his favor where it, last year it did not break in his favor. So I think, yeah, I think there's a good value to be had here. I just, again, just until Sirianni proves it to me, then got to keep him low. All right. Well, big fan. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that he gets re-signed as well, because I don't think we're going to replace him with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. So I actually didn't know I had him ranked higher than you, Josh. That's incredible. Yeah. I was actually kind of shocked too. Actually, I thought that was the one that I forgot you had Goddard low, Um, but yeah, no, it's, God, that wasn't the only reason Miles Sanders was like. Yeah. No, I I, I, I think it's going to be a great time for him. That five yards per carry, as Joe mentioned, is one of the most strange things that, man, it just finds the gaps. He knows how to run the ball. So if they give him the ball 15 times a game, you're going to get 85 yards and a touchdown for the most part. This year will be different. Okay, well, let's go over the top 10 players that we have on uh, our rankings real quick, just to, to spout that out to the audience. Thank you. Shout out to everybody who's made it this far into the podcast. We will get through these rankings real quick and then get you out of here. So we have the number one player overall is obviously Jonathan Taylor. Undisputed. We didn't have, we're not going to try to get cute. I know there's going to be some people this off season. They're going to be like, well, Austin Eckler, or is this a year a wide receiver? Like I get it. We're going to, we're going to get there. We're not there yet. We're good. We'll, we will get there where people will start hating Jonathan Taylor for being the number one. But we're not going to get cute with it right now. He's the number one. Uh, our second player on the board is Austin Eckler. We did not all agree with that, and we didn't. none of us even ranked him number two. But it's just <laughs> kind of the way the averages averaged out, and Austin Eckler ended up our number two player uh, going into the season. Number three is Justin Jefferson, also the first wide receiver off the board. Uh, four is Christian McCaffrey, five, Derrick Henry, six, Najee Harris, seven, Dalvin Cook, eight, Jamar Chase, nine, Cooper Cup, and number 10 is Mr. Joe Mixon. So two Bengals in the top 10. So we do not see enough regression coming for the Bengals offense for any of them to drop out of there. So just really quick, guys, just overall thoughts. What is there anybody in there that you we should have higher that we kind of missed on? Like, what do you guys think? Um, yeah. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry should be number two and three. That's who I have as two as two and three. Billy, you're the reason we don't have Christian McCaffrey in there. And I understand it. I get it. But like, there's no way that he's still not at least in the option. Like you, you wouldn't be upset if you go draft Christian McCaffrey right now. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm obviously not hoping for an injury and I don't even like predicting injuries. I just, as soon as he plays a full season again, then I can start believing. He is only 25, so there's still plenty of time for him to come back. But just the way that he plays and the way that that offense treats him. I get it. I'm not, I wasn't even going to argue with you. I get why you put him there. I just think nine's a little low, even at that, even with that conversation. But Derek Henry is my one thing that I was kind of shocked he ended up at five. I thought you two would rank him higher. 
Um, Derrick Henry is a region. I get we're so stuck in the dynasty mindset, but Derrick Henry, like maybe this is his last good year, but he's not done yet. Like I know he's coming off injury, but without AJ Brown there, it's going to be even more the Derrick Henry show. This is going to be a 30 carry Derrick Henry game here and there. Um, Derrick Henry is going to lead that team and might lead the league in rushing. I think he has the best chance of usurping Jonathan Taylor as the number one running back. If there's anyone. So why, I'm sorry, Joe, I'll let you get in here after this. Why, why do we not believe in Najee Harris? I, I don't understand. They're, they're that's the only one I was, that's the only one I wanted to bring up. Cause Billy, you have him at two. I have him at five. Yeah. Josh has him at nine. That's the biggest discrepancy. I, th- I think Najee Harris could easily be the next like guy that gets way overused when he's young and they just pound the rock with him. They're not, it's not like they're going to suddenly trust Mr. Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. And so they're just going to keep pounding the rock with Najee Harris. And we learned that he can catch uh, some footballs last season. So better quarterback situation than, you know, Ben Roethlisberger last year. I don't, I don't see what's to hate. I, I, I think that he could easily be number two. So I, I agree. I could probably have him higher. The people I have above him are Taylor, Eckler, McCaffrey, Henry, and Cook. And I think I could swap him. He could be interchangeable with Cook, but I don't think – I think this just comes down to redraft. I think, once again, everyone likes the young guy. He had a great year. I'm, I'm thinking that this team tries to lean on either Trubisky or, you know, whichever quarterback they grab. Um, I want, I always want to say Pickett, Ritter. It's Pickett. Is it Pickett? See, mm-hmm. I, was, I, did, I was just not going to say anything, but I just don't – I see some regression from Pittsburgh here. I don't think that they're – I like Trubisky. You I think wanted, they're regressing but, further than they did last year? Yeah, I do actually, unfortunately. And I don't well, I don't think they have the the lean on because really what drove him to be running back three was the fact that it was just dump offs to him. He's not a pass catching running back. I think you're gonna see regression in that fact. I think they will overuse him. I think he will get used quite a bit. I don't I don't have any like valid argument to say why I have him there. He could easily be in there. I just think Henry Cook McCaffrey, um, those three are gonna be getting their usage as well. And I just think that the veterans here stay a little ahead of him and redraft for now. Fair enough. None of them are really old other than Derrick Henry. And I mean, he's not even old. So, no, yeah, I mean, I Najee mean, Harris is 24 already, by the way. I, I don't really think about running back age until they're at 30. I mean, I understand. I think Derrick Henry probably hits it this year, right? 26 is supposedly the wall after your 26. Yeah, but Derrick Henry's built different. And we all, well, yeah, he's special. There's, there's, there's nothing like yeah. him so i mean like, like i said i don't have a good reason why Najee harris is lower i could see him being up higher and he probably will be as the season goes on but i just i think pittsburgh just worries me in, in general i don't deontay johnson's kind of leveling, leveling off in my opinion and maybe that was just because of uh you know what have you done for me lately kind of thing claypool i just don't think is well, that big good. ben was awful last year i, That's why I don't That's see I how you're saying they're gonna like they're gonna regress further because big ben oh. was a statue who was awful I now at least that. Mitch Trubisky's a little frisky, frisky Trubisky, like frisky, frisky Trubisky. Trubisky. I just, I don't know, man. I just, that's just a little weird feeling that I have. Okay, he did finish as the third running back last year in PPR. Just it was all again, because of the catches, tossing it out there. Well, he was number four in catches. He was number four in standard, so it wasn't not just the catches that just got him one spot higher. Yeah, but it was seventy-four receptions. So even in standard, you're still getting a lot the of yards. Don't you get point five? Oh, I was thinking point five. No, don't get anything for catches. Eh, but still. you get the yards. 
Yeah, 300, I just, 300 attempts. He's he's a know. good he's a good we'll running see. back. I'm excited about him. I just I'm not excited. See, about him. I can already see this is going to be our this is going to be our thing. I like this. Trubisky got 54 receptions to Montgomery on 68 targets. Why are we picking on me? Why is Bill going to yell about Christian McCaffrey being nine, I'm but gonna, I'm getting shit on for Najee Harris being nine? It's because I, y'all are living in the past, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> just I. I don't think we're living in the past. I, think I know he hasn't field. been good in three years and y'all are like, well, you know, back when he it's was actually 22, not true. Every single yeah. game he's played since before his injury was still 20 points. It's It's 20 points every game he plays. Okay. Well, you're the five games that you won because of him. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. But the IR spot that he clogged for the entire rest of the season. I guess that's just tough luck for being we'll the Second fireball bet on Christian McCaffrey and Najee Harris, Bill. Who finishes higher? Yeah, mm-hmm. give me that. I will take cool. that every day. Write that shit. Down. I won't have to worry about a pen. Mooton. Don't worry. By week six, we'll have this one all wrapped up. I don't <laughs> trust me about that. Uh, you're a bit okay. All right. So anyway, go to our shop Etsy. Uh, search semi pro fantasy. Buy our merch. We got some stuff in there. It's really good. I'm proud of anybody who made it this far into the podcast. We don't like them to usually be this long, but we're trying to get better. But this was a rankings podcast. We were right. always going to be this argumentative. Um, so just because we're still in here, and if anyone did make it this long, I did at one point search semi-pro fantasy on Etsy just to see because I have like the link that it goes to. Mm-hmm. And some dragon dildos did pop up. So I oh, promise shit. you, we are not selling those. It was a little strange, but I just... anyone You who can made click it on part, the page. I, we understand why you're going to click on the page just to... See what that looks no, like. No, 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 no. Like I typed in semi pro fantasy and it was like the all the just like the, the products. There was like some dragon dildos, like legit. God, so you want to buy some dragon what dildos? What do they think we're doing here? I <laughs> don't know. It's a it's a semi <laughs> semi fantasy that people have, I guess. Um, but uh, just letting you know, it's there, they'll be football related shirts. So don't, sure. don't, don't all buy right. them. I mean, buy them, what do whatever you want. I don't care. It's not my shop. Go play underdog, use IDP army code when you sign up, it'll get your deposit matched. Believe me, you're gonna want that. Like Best ball drafts right now are the most fun thing to do, and it'll just help you prepare for your drafts that are going to come in August or late July if you are that kind of crazy person. So, all that being said, Joe, get us out of here. Guys, it was fun rolling with you. Good night. Let's go, 